0: Want to be a part of the conversation? Then let us know on the TNT Radio interactive live chat room at tntradio.live. Lighting the fuse for freedom. Today's News Talk, TNT Radio. Joseph Arthur and his Technicolor Dreamcast on today's News Talk Radio,
1: TNT. Welcome to Joseph Arthur's Technicolor Dreamcast. This is a whole new Joseph Arthur. This Joseph Arthur doesn't incessantly have a zen nicotine pouch in his mouth and a constant cup of coffee i quit coffee and nicotine this week and it's not fun it is (laughs) not nice it sucks (laughs) but i was doing a four-day water fast and about two days into it i was like dude try to get off the zen because i kept thinking of They seem harmless enough, and everybody, even Tucker Carlson, promotes Zinn and says, hey, if you want to get 10 times smarter, start taking Zinn. You know, Andrew Tate is like, drink coffee and smoke cigars and be a man, and Mm -hmm. nicotine and coffee, that's the way we get ahead in life. And so it's promoted as like a a positive thing. It's Mm -hmm. nicotine and caffeine is practically the carrot juice and the wheatgrass juice of the 2024s. Um, so it's extra difficult to quit, but it remains an addiction. And I kept thinking of how good are these zins? I mean, it rhymes with sin and who knows what's in those. And they're going in your gut. And I think about stuff like gut biome and gut brain health and and that relationship. And I'm like, let me see what it's like to jump off this bad habit. And so I have jumped off. It's not all that bad. Actually, it's remarkably easier than I thought I'm on green maca tea and Wim Hof breath work and a whole lot of, uh, self-reflection and whatnot. But I am not used to doing the radio without nicotine and coffee. So hang on for dear life. Anyway, my first guest is, uh, he's big in the dungeons and dragons scene. And I don't know anything about dungeons and dragons, but what I do know is that we all need a tribe. And i know dungeons and dragons is a big tribe for a lot of people a lot of people find this world very important i don't maybe he can enlighten me as to what attracts certain segments of the society into its realm you know i mean I, i think of it like what did i get attracted to when i was a kid it was football and then this week it's all about how football is fake And we're seeing like breakdowns on X about how the games are all rigged. And it does seem like it's World Wrestling Federation type stuff going on there. And it's uh, kind of disappointing, but also not all that surprising for this wacky world we live in. Uh, Things are never what they seem. And that's why I'm not believing that Zen is a health food, because things are never what they seem. And if Tucker Carlson is promoting it perhaps he's promoting it from a nefarious place and he is a cia operative as putin called him out for being anyway my first guest brian snowdy began his artistic career after graduating from the art institute of seattle in 1985 starting out as a production artist and then eventually a product illustrator at egghead software's In-house ad agency in his continuing career, he has worked on a variety of projects from video games to serious historical content. Bryant currently works full-time at flying frog productions. I think that's not true. This is an old bio. I think he's gone independent anyway, enough of this bio. Brian, welcome to the show. All right. So you, you've gone independent now. That is no longer true, right? Thanks for coming on by the way.
0: Thank you for having me again.
1: Yeah. Thanks for coming on.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I don't work for Flying Frog anymore. Uh, they make board games, and I decided to leave. I think two years ago, two and a half, something like that. Yeah, I think that's it. So I'm I'm completely all by myself now in my little in my little art studio, drawing my uh, Dungeons and Dragons monsters and silly stuff.
1: Well. Like I said in the intro, explain to me why, why that world attracts so many people and they get so sort of deep into it. Is it just because they want to escape reality or is it because it reflects a version of reality? What do you think it is?
0: I, th- I think, see, I believe that Dungeons and Dragons is about adventure and it's interactive storytelling and instead of just listening to a story, you can take part in it. You can make decisions you make an imaginary character and the storyteller tells a story and then you can decide what your characters want to do and it's about problem solving it's about team building working together and uh, the focus is on having an adventure
1: and why do you think though that that particular you know that brand caught fire to the degree that it did because i remember just being a kid in ohio and people talked about dungeons and dragons all the time and it was like it just seemed too complicated like i would be like what's that and then they would explain it and then they would show me this weird dice that had like 45 sides (laughs) and right there i was out i was already like no this isn't for me i want to go play football outside again and Uh (laughs) you know like what do you why did it catch fire what 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 is your uh sort of thought for me uh, because
0: I I was very artistic and that's what I do for a living and I had a couple friends in high school um they were into reading fantasy books and things like that And, and they said hey you have to play this game and I asked you know how do you play it and they they explained you make up an imaginary character blah 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 we tell the story And I was immediately hooked because I had all these images in my head of what the story was. And I would draw them. And for me, it was a very creative thing to do. And uh, because two guys who taught me how to play were really fun to be around. They They were quick with the joke and quick with the wit. It was just very entertaining and fun.
1: What about the dark side of it, though? Because the other thing that happened was it would be like you'd hear about, oh, this, these kids killed themselves because they lost in Dungeons and Dragons. You would hear weird stories around it, too, like that. What's up with that?
0: Yeah, there was uh, um, some things that had happened to that. But when you look into these kids' background, you realize they're taking tons of drugs. They're delving into just some dark stuff in general. And um, I think that was more the problem than And Dungeons and Dragons, I think, got a bad rap, you know, during the satanic panic type of thing in the 80s. Um, I grew up in a hyper-religious home, and so after we were playing it for about a year, my parents said, Oh, we're getting, you know, complaints about other people in the church, and you can't play it anymore because it's evil, which I don't believe it is
1: church people are pretty sensitive i you know i was thinking about it a lot this week in terms of yoga because i i'm i'm i think of myself as a christian but i love yoga Mm -hmm. and i was thinking and actually it goes with what i was saying in the intro about quitting nicotine and and coffee um, because that part about your body is a temple right so Uh it's like you're supposed to and it's not even your own Like the Holy Spirit lives in it, too. You're just sort of uh, renting it temporarily or something. Mm -hmm. And so you got to take really good care of it. And the best way to take care of it, in my view, exercise-wise, is yoga. Because yoga um, deals with the spine. And no other exercise really deals with the spine. It's an exercise specifically designed for you to be able to sit there silently and hanging out with God. It's an exercise... Mm -hmm completely crafted for that reason. And, and it's like no other exercise is crafted for just that reason. Like you could run 26 miles and your back, isn't going to necessarily be stronger for that, but yoga will just pinpoint your back and make sure your back and spine is healthy and sort of the technology of your whole body. But I don't know, it's weird to me because just in relationship to dungeons and dragons and just christian sensitivity to everything being demonic you know what i mean Mm
0: -hmm. yeah well you can focus on demonic things but you have to understand too i i i was telling somebody and i'm a believer myself let's get that one down too um i uh someone talked about maybe there's satanic imagery in the book and things like that and i pulled out a one dollar bill and I said, there is more occult and satanic stuff on the back of this $1 bill than there is in all those Dungeons and Dragons books. And there's not a single minister, preacher, priest that won't take that out of the collection plate and put it in his pocket, you know?
1: Did you see what that happened, my... uh, speaking speaking of that, some a minister <laughs> that's taken a lot of those bills out of the collection plate and into his pocket <laughs> And I'm kind of a fan I guess or I used to be Joel Osteen. Did you see uh there was a shooter at his church this yeah, last Yeah, I saw week. that. Yeah.
0: I am not, yeah. not a fan. Yeah.
1: Why not? I I mean I used to listen to him when I was first getting into Christianity. I guess now mm-hmm. I wouldn't be because uh it's what do you call that kind of faith like uh you know sort prosperity of preacher? Prosperity preaching. Thank you. That's what I yeah. um, is that why you're not a fan of his
0: uh that's one reason and i heard some disturbing stories about him when he was younger so
1: oh really like mm-hmm. what what's the are you allowed to tell or you don't want to
0: well it's is it's, that uh, gossip it is gossip if you want to hear it i will tell the story um but i don't know if it's true or not
1: say so. uh, so, okay allegedly then allegedly
0: he was, um, I knew a guy who worked, uh, in, um, carnivals and things like that. And he said he knew, uh, who Joe was and that he it's was Joel, selling, not Joe. Joel. I'm right. sensitive
1: about that because I'm Joe and, and, and Joe is diff- very different than Joel. Okay. Yes. Well, <laughs> very I have a cousin, different, uh, yes, a very different name. name. Is- so um i'm not saying which one is better or worse (laughs) but it's really a different name (laughs) i'd rather be joe (laughs) okay all right so go ahead joel what happened
0: uh and they ran a scam where they sold uh bibles that were about this big Uh, Very expensive, white leather, gorgeous printing. And the scam was that you signed a contract and you paid X amount of dollars per month and eventually you would get this Bible. Well, the contract was written in a way where if you missed a payment or if it was late, everything was canceled. And so nobody ever got one of these things. And And he was one of these sellers when he was younger. That's wild. And that's what I heard. Whether this is true or not, I don't know i mean
1: listen you gotta (laughs) have some cojones to to be ripping people off using god's uh, oh yeah hand handbook (laughs) (laughs) i mean that's not cool it says something about like true wisdom starts when you have a fear of god you know what I mean? And I feel like I'm developing that lately because I used to walk through life always like thinking like God owed me something and I had mm-hmm. it rough and, you know, and now it's really flipping to the point where now I'm supposed to be proving myself to him, not the other way around. Do you, Yeah. do you have that? Have you gathered that wisdom of fearing God? And do you think of yeah uh, ways to show your devotion to him?
0: Yeah, I think uh, for me, um, my fear has gone a little too far. So I don't know personally, I don't know how to love God, but I do understand the fear factor. So I'm on the other side of that teeter-totter for me personally. What does that mean? Uh, terrified? You're,
1: terif- you're terrified? <laughs> yes. Yeah. In that you think you're damned already and there's no relieving uh, you or what?
0: Yes, in some ways
1: mm, that's mm. a problem i understand it is a
0: problem it is not and, good
1: to... no it's not good to think that that uh but you know and you've asked for forgiveness and you believe the doctrine every that you single are day given
0: every single and, but day but you I... just
1: don't believe you are forgiven
0: uh it's not that i don't believe it's that i have some doubts and fears yeah well we're digging deep <laughs> Joseph,
1: hey, it's Joel. We started Osteen out with Star. Dungeons and
0: Dragons and adventure, and now we're going right into serious. But theology. that's what
1: Dungeons and Dragons does, man. That's <laughs> that's the essence of Dungeons and Dragons, dude. It takes you deep. It leads you to Joel Osteen, and then all of a sudden, we're talking about the state of your soul. You know?
0: Yeah. This show doesn't mess around, does it?
1: But I mean, if you think about it too, it's like, do you believe? in that your battle is with principalities and not with flesh and blood uh yeah and so do you believe that you you've done something or the principalities working through you has done something that you can't be forgiven for that you're worried you might not be forgiven for and why Uh, don't you trust that you you you're forgiven if that's what they said if that's kind of the the whole deal you you repent and then you're forgiven right yes
0: but there's there's levels of repentance too right are, are, do, do you still end up doing the same bad things over and over
1: no i um, don't not anymore i well not, it depends i mean on i have life. let let me actually though <laughs> okay, let me do, we go. i have i i do understand that but mm-hmm. i don't anymore i don't anymore because i let go of anger mm-hmm. and i forgave. i forgave everybody and myself i'm working on it still it's a work in progress but primarily i did do that and then now i just practice observation all the time and i'll have like little fear that comes up here and there like oh i should be doing this or oh no what if i'm not going to be taken care of or oh no i should be getting on this but i'll know that that's just my mind messing with me and that that's not that's essentially demonic in nature those type of thoughts anything that leads to fear anything that says to you oh you're not really forgiven you know what you really are that's not you that is the voice of the devil in my opinion or his minions or something Mm -hmm. yeah
0: yeah i can see that
1: yeah so you are saved my friend fear not and let's take a quick break right after these words on tnt TNT's Bruce Torres. The WHO's proposed treaty will increase man-made pandemics by Merrill Nass. Just a minute about this. This report is designed to help readers think about some big topics. How to really prevent pandemics and biological warfare. How to assess proposals by the WHO and its members for responding to pandemics and whether we can rely on our health officials to navigate
2: these areas in ways that make sense and will help their population, populations. We start with a history of biological arms control and rapidly move to the COVID pandemic, eventually arriving at plans to protect the future. She didn't put protect in quotes, but
0: I just did verbally. World Stage and Bruce de Torres on today's News Talk. The Light is Britain's far-right conspiracy theory paper spreading hate and vicious lies. No, that's what the BBC say. The Light is the only national newspaper bringing you the real news and informed opinion on what's really going on today. You can subscribe, order copies, submit articles, and read back issues on our website thelightpaper.co.uk and see for yourself why the establishment are so worried about the uncensored truth getting out to people every month the light paper not for right just right so far thelightpaper.co.uk listen listen up
1: listen we gotta talk it's what we do best
0: this is today's news talk radio
1: tnt brian snowdy is with us here we just found out he is saved he needs to fear not about the state of his soul it's just demonic minions trying to convince him otherwise and then on the break we were talking about what else he's into which is one of the things is uh cryptozoology which has nothing to do with crypto or Logan Paul. Remember, Kry- <laughs> Logan Paul had that crypto projects called Crypto Zoo yeah. or something that he ripped everybody off of, or something like that. Surprise! Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Surprise. Anyway, cryptozoology has nothing to do with crypto. It has to do with things like the Loch Ness monster and Bigfoot and animals that may or may not exist. They probably don't exist. Uh, But I'm going to find out, Brian, do you think they exist or not? And why did you get into cryptozoology? And who made Uh, up that term?
0: I don't know who made up the term. Um, I got into it about 15, 16 years ago. I'd always thought Bigfoot and stuff like that was interesting. And because I live in the greater Seattle area in the Northwest, there are tons of stories and stuff about Bigfoot. There's a A couple of Bigfoot hunters that are pretty famous that kind of live out in this greater area I've uh, talked to some of them Uh, I've listened to some recordings and things that I can't explain how those sounds exist I've had friends who have had experiences with um, uh, cryptos zoological creatures Um, and I've drawn several pictures of them too Over the
1: years, it's really confusing that they're called cryptozoological creatures in a land now dominated by crypto and they have nothing to do with crypto. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, it's like. I was getting ready to talk to you about crypto gaming stuff cuz I I'm confused about that and I thought you would be. I've all never even that.
0: heard of crypto gaming. I don't know what that means.
1: Yeah, it's like the latest rage is these these AI gaming crypto coins are about to go parabolic and everybody's talking about them and anyway. But so wow. And I had this correlation when you were just talking just then with Dungeons and Dragons and this cryptozoology and this fantastical, this uh, fantastical being study that you seem to be on or that, and then that cultivates these communities around them. And then I was like thinking like, okay, these are all fake, right? Dungeons and dragons, Bigfoot and Loch Ness monster probably don't really exist. I know that might offend some people that'll say, no man, they do. And okay, maybe they do but okay and then the the latest reports of aliens and you know what Tucker Carlson was saying that they're sort of beings from other dimensions so maybe yeah. these things like dungeons and dragons and cryptozoology the study of bigfoot and loch ness monster and stuff was pointing to these interdimensional beings that have been among us all along and the people maybe. that got really sort of obsessed into these worlds we're sort of perceiving this before us normies perceived it. What do you think of that?
0: That's interesting. Uh, many years ago, I was invited to be on something called a UFO I team. There's a guy out here. He calls himself the, um, uh, what is it? The paranormal lawyer. He's a real lawyer. His name is Michael Hall. And he said, uh, we're going to go up and we're going to film like kind of a TV reality show up in Glacier, Washington here. And so we went out there and we filmed the show. And my job was that I was the um, like forensic sketch artist. And so people would come up to me and they would tell me about an encounter with a with an object or a creature or something. And I would draw it like a police sketch artist would draw like a, a potential criminal or something. And that was my job. And it was, uh, it was fun to work on. The show never got picked up or aired or anything. But I remember a couple times drawing creatures and things for people and showing them and have them break down in tears, saying, this is exactly what I saw. So I don't believe any of those people were jerking my chain or lying to me. I think they really did see those things. And mm. so that's one of the reasons I believe that a lot of this stuff is real. Hope that
1: answers a question. (laughs) Yeah, it does a little bit. I wonder why they don't just sort of show us themselves. I'm like, you know, I'm sort of getting bored of waiting around. I want (laughs) to see. I want to see some action. (laughs) You know, I want. I want. I I want the world to look like Ghostbusters for a minute. You know what I mean? Like, I want to. I want to see some real things happen. Yeah, Yeah, a minute Mm -hmm. and a half. You know, and uh, because. It just, it drones on this, like, uh Oh, it's all about to happen. The destruction of everything, you know, we're all about to be in a sort of dystopian nightmare with aliens crawling all over the place. And it's like, are we just kind of like playing a giant game of dungeons and dragons ourselves in the the media? Have we just expanded the whole world into a fantasy game? Isn't that interesting?
0: Yeah. It is interesting. I never thought of it that way, but uh, what you've said just makes a lot of sense though.
1: Right. Cause yeah. it's like, I don't know, like my life day in day out, even during COVID, other than everyone going kind of nuts around yeah. me and getting mad at me, <laughs> like my life out here in Arizona is pretty, pretty laid back. There's really oh. nothing I mean grocery stores are more expensive now that sucks and I guess I'm privileged but um you know I don't know there's been a lot of doomsday talk and I mean yeah. I know it's doomsday for a lot of people out there so who knows anyway man are you going speaking of crypto though i think uh, you're we talked about this the first time we talked about nfts because your work and nfts go together like white on rice and plus you're working on triptychs explain the triptychs you're working on and if you're considering doing any kind of nft uh stuff
0: okay let's see i have um let me grab some of these triptychs i'm doing
1: yeah let's see some for the folks tuning into youtube and rumble
0: so these are uh magic the gathering cards okay so i did um so these are some of the cards here and um so what i do is i did a famous set called urza's uh lands okay that was the set that they have the power plant the tower and um the mine So what I do is um, they send you what's called an artist proof. And every artist will get 30 to 50 of these proof cards. And they don't have a back on them. So artists will paint on the backs. So what I've been doing is because it's a set of three, I've been painting pictures on the backs. And so I do a lot of Star Wars themed stuff. So I painted, I paint these on the back here. Here's a Darth Vader pick from... uh, was it empire strikes back and then i sell you
1: painted that and so so that's like the size of like three basically uh hand you know normal cards with this intricate painting of darth vader um that looks like uh yeah very realistic looking very beautiful actually and and reminds me of being in the 70s all of a sudden i mean (laughs) you hand painted that on those cards
0: yes how long did that take you takes a day wow like i can i can bust some stuff some stuff out pretty quick like here's here's one i did of a uh, conan from the conan the barbarian movie it's conan with the sword out wild yeah so i've done about i've done uh several dozen of them and uh I'm going to be going so to the, a comic. The Conan game. one is like
1: Arnold Schwarzenegger holding yes. a sword and he without a shirt on. It's rather <laughs> homoerotic, but <laughs> you <Calm> know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then I did oh. one here here's here's <laughs> the good one too. Like here's the opening scene of Star Wars when the when the uh the giant ship, the Star Destroyer flies by. I did this one.
1: Yeah, that's amazing. Thank you so what is it about these these elements that go together for you conan the star wars stuff magic the gathering dungeons and dragons it's all it all harkens back to like uh you know sort of 70s and 80s youth culture right
0: yeah it was um because i i was born in 1965 so i grew up in the 60s 70s when um, you know, reading uh, Batman comic books and superheroes and things like that. But then you get to watch, uh, you know, a pirate or a Viking TV movie of the week or something, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, I love that kind of stuff. And um, I always wanted to draw those kinds of things. So fantasy Are element- we missing... Yeah, yeah, are
1: we missing those, uh, those sort of cultural cornerstones now? I think we are. Like, I, I mean... you know we we all sort of came together like these cultural cornerstones were the benchmarks of our tribes before and now our tribes are what are our tribes rooted in these days like what is youth culture forms tribes around what TikTok trends and i mean what else taylor swift um I don't know it's it's interesting but we we definitely used to have something that i think has gone missing to some degree now or maybe it's just changed what do you think
0: i think i think that's part of it because when i was a kid you know to play dungeons and dragons you all have to sit around a table and get along with each other or if you're going to go see a music concert or something you all pile into the car and you go see iron maiden or something you know, I don't know how many kids go to concerts these days or if they just watch it on their phone or what. It's There was something about doing something together. You know, you and your friends get together, you build a tree fort out in the middle of the woods somewhere. How many kids do that now?
1: Well, and now we have the Vision Pro, which I don't know if it's going to take off or not, but that puts you in more of a solitary universe. Now it's not even like hanging out in a room together, staring at your separate phones it's like putting a whole visual cage on you and over your whole face so you are like i like term, in Isolation, cage. I mean, yeah, yeah it's like a visual cage it's it's stunning technology but at the same time what's the price you know yeah because yeah. i was just watching david Ike on twitter you know he's like calling out elon musk for really sort of taking back the promise of free speech He's, uh, I think he was like sort of complaining that he was getting shadow banned on some level. And then John Looney, the famous mortician who's been first discovered out of the UK, who first discovered all the clots from the COVID jab, Mm. uh, had his account blocked or or suspended on X. And, you know, people are calling out Elon Musk. I even wrote a tweet saying, Elon Musk, please unblock this account. This guy's important. Thank you. But yeah, it's odd. Yeah. And basically, like, yeah, just like what David Ike's point was, was that social media lured us in through fr- with free speech and in the promise of free speech, but then it slowly will take it away and take it away as it has in the past. And it seems mm-hmm. like X is getting ropey again as well in the realm of free speech. Like, yeah, it's kind of free speech for some and not for others. And if you criticize oh, yeah. the sort of elon character then you know you're definitely going to get shadow banned or whatnot it creates weirdness but i'm wondering if people are going to get back to emails and creating their own websites i want to start focusing more just on my own website and putting content on that because i don't like the whole likes thing and in the sort of like Endless high school popularity contest of social media. I like, I want to create content and art back the way I used to for my soul and for anyone who wanted to get with it. Like there, there's something very reductive about social media that makes us all like circus clowns, like go, like, you know, vying for attention because that's the nature of that realm. And and if you're in it, you fall into it. So I want to like have a digital realm outside of all that. And I don't care if only like 10 people go visit it, it'll Mm -hmm. feel good. It'll feel empowering. And I think humanity in general might start, start getting burnt out on this whole social media thing
0: yeah uh, to a certain extent i i have a social media account on facebook and i do it because i need it for work Mm
3: -hmm. so if
0: fans want to get a hold of me and buy you know some of these cards or or hire me to do something i have to be accessible for them and i make um more money off that than i do my um my website i get more communication off that and also, I like to say, hey, everybody, I'm going to be at the comic book convention in two weeks. Come and see me at booth number 224 and and bring your cards and buy some artwork. And I don't ever talk about social things, politics, uh, religious matters, super personal stuff. It's just about, for me, it's about advertising and communicating with my fans. Showing my artwork.
1: Yeah. I guess, man, but then that gets boring too. I don't know. I'm tempted. Yeah, but that's to how I make a living. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's I'll turn smart. off the money like, spigots. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I maybe I should have gone that route too. I got. I want. I go deep in social media land and just like express myself, and that's probably. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Not the right thing to do, but what are you going to do, man? So what else what else are you here too yeah well that's true i can express myself right here on tnt radio hey i want to make this announcement last december julian assange's two-day public hearing was announced for february 20th and 21st at the uk high court to determine whether julian will have permission to appeal or whether he will be extradited to the united states tnt will be at the royal courts of justice broadcasting and covering the entire two days if required then TNT will broadcast from various locations throughout London, lighting the fuse for freedom. Today's news talk TNT. So Brian, what yes. else are you working on right now? You you got the triptychs and how was it going independent? How was it making the leap from being like, you know, working for somebody else to working for yourself? Was that a scary transition? I guess you said it was two years ago, but I forgot yeah. that you had done that.
0: Yeah, but I've been self-employed most of my life. So I've been fired like a million, well, laid off a million times. Um, I've had comic books that were canceled, TV shows that I was working on were canceled. So you're just back to square one. So when I left, it wasn't really that scary. Um, I I knew I could make a living. I just need to hustle and get my act together and get my work done. And you'll be fine. Uh, Adam Carolla, the comedian, once said, "If you have a good work ethic, that'll get you through about ninety-five percent of life." And I believe he's correct there.
1: I was just watching his show with Sam Tripoli last night. He he's pretty good at uh, broadcasting. Yeah, I like Sam Adam Tripoli Carolla. too. He's
0: funny. Yeah, both he of those is guys funny. Are yeah.
1: yeah, that was a good show, definitely. Yeah, and and a work ethic is deep. Do you? What's your morning routine? Do you do like? Uh, Do you have a morning routine? Do you try to wake up at like 4.30 in the morning, like Jocko Willinick and take a picture of your watch and crack a couple raw eggs and go on a run, or are you more of a like crawling out of bed at 10 a.m.
0: guy? Uh, A little bit of both, because I don't have a morning routine. My thing is that by the end of the day, I need to get something done, whether it's uh, early in the day and then I can go off to the movies or go hang out with my buddies or go sing heavy metal karaoke at the at the bar next door or <clears throat> do I have to stay up till four o'clock in the morning to get this thing done before I go to bed and so for me it's 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 a wave like last night I stayed up till 3 am working but I got wow. an entire drawing done and nice. um so that's it
1: and are, do, is, is there is chemicals are chemicals involved at all? Are you staying up till three uh, in the, the only thing is,
0: like... is that I like my I, I like my uh, Italian Chianti and I like my dark German lagers. And um, for some reason, I don't get <laughs> sleepy. Um, it'll keep me going because sometimes my mind works really fast. And so if I have a couple glasses of wine, I can just kind of calm and just cruise through and get my work done. So that's kind right of what I do.
1: Yeah. And do you ever stain the paintings with some wine, throw a little wine in there for a little artistic that flair? That has happened. I know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Brian, thank you for coming on, man. I oh, appreciate it. Oh, thank you, it. Joseph. Brian, tell the people where to find you.
0: Uh, you can go, uh, you can find me on Facebook and you can find me on my website, com.
1: And spell your last name for the folks.
0: S-N-O-D-D-Y. All right, Brian Snowdy,
1: thank you for coming on, and we'll be right back after these words on TNT. De weaponizing
0: weather with reality and perspective.
2: My company, Weatherbell.com, already has a hurricane season from hell predicted for the United States next year. We're expecting three to five major land falling hurricanes. We parallel or correlate next year to 2005, 2017, 2020. Now, we've had this out since December, been speculating on what could happen with this upcoming hurricane season since last hurricane season. A lot of this is because of the climate hypothesis I've developed. And it's interesting, I'm starting to see people tiptoe toward what my company, weatherbell.com, is out. I do think it will turn into a stampede. The current El Nino is going to collapse rapidly in the spring, reverse to a La Nina. The main development region of the Atlantic is still very very warm except this year it's not as warm in the North Atlantic. Now what does that mean? Well whenever it's not as warm in the North Atlantic and it's warmer near the equator, it means that the heat gets to incubate, as I call it, or bunch up in the areas that are the main development region. Last year, we saw storms developing and just going up north in the Atlantic and staying away from the United States. I don't believe that's the case this year. In addition, in looking at forecasted rainfall patterns for the upcoming hurricane season, we look at the Pacific and we see that from the Indian Ocean into the western Pacific, it looks like phase two and three of the Madden-Julian Oscillation. All the major hurricanes that have hit the United States that have developed within two days of the U.S. coast since 2017 have hit in phase two or three of the Madden-Julian Oscillation. So here we are in February, reviewing our forecast from December and we'll see who's right. This is TNT Climate and Weather Watchdog, meteorologist Joe Bastardi asking you to enjoy the weather. It's the only weather you got.
3: JDRF's vision is to create a world without type 1 diabetes. The type 1 diabetes community is at the heart of everything JDRF does. We were founded by the type 1 diabetes community. In the main, we are governed by the type 1 diabetes community. We're energized by the type 1 community and we're accountable to the type 1 diabetes community. It's on their behalf that we exist and it's on their behalf that we must succeed. JDRF exists to rid the world of type 1 diabetes. It's easy to say, but it's hard to do. So for us, that means rallying all the resources and all the people and all the organizations required to make that a reality as quickly as possible. The world's best researchers, exciting, innovative companies, and the passion of the type 1 diabetes community then delivered through the health system so lives get better every day, day after day, until the day we find a cure. To everybody in the type 1 diabetes community, no matter your age or stage with the disease, whether you were diagnosed recently or a long time ago, we need you to know that we are here working on your behalf to deliver a world without type 1 diabetes as quickly as we can. Thank you to everybody who supported JDRF in so many ways. You are making our vision of a world without type 1 diabetes possible.
0: You're with Joseph Arthur and his Technicolor Dreamcast on today's News Talk Radio,
1: TNT. Who is going to be president? That's all anyone can talk about these days. Is it going to be Joe Biden? Is it going to be Donald Trump? Will Donald Trump be arrested? Will he be able to run? It, can Joe Biden's mind make it? Is it going to be Gavin Newsom or Michelle Obama uh, You know, or RFK Jr.? He's coming up fast in the polls. And uh, what I found out from my next guest is that there's... 1500 people running for president and it makes you wonder how and why they're running if there's uh little to no chance that they can win is it uh maybe she can tell us christina tobin is the founder and chair of both the non-profit free and equal elections foundation and the petitioning company free and equal incorporated a thought leader in the electoral reform and voters rights movements Christina has made it her life's mission to spread unity, peace, and opportunity by reforming the electoral process and her foundation endeavors to inspire individuals to run for office and empower voters with information on all their candidate choices. She's here with us now. Christina Tobin, thanks for coming back on the show. How are you, Ben? Congratulations.
4: Thank you so much. Thank you for having me again. And thank you for everything that you do in standing for freedom and and real uh, real ideas and issues
1: thanks i try you know doing my little thing here on this little part of the world trying to one day at a time it but so you're about to host your second presidential debate february 29th um and i heard in an interview you gave i think on alex jones show where you said that 1500 people are running for president how why are they running if they can't don't have any chance of winning or do they think they do have a chance to win i mean isn't very expensive and grueling to run for president. And how come we only hear of like three or four people running for president that we take seriously?
4: I think it's exciting and inspiring that over 1,500 people are running for president. This shows there's a lot of people who want change, who want to replace the current people in office and or be president themselves. Many have just signed up with the FEC and declared they're running for president. And there's a handful of them, 30, 40, 50, that are really taking ballot access serious. It takes a lot of money to get on the ballot. Even as a Democrat or Republican, it takes 25,000, 50,000 signatures. If you're Robert F. Kennedy Jr. running as an independent or Cornell West, it takes 938,000 ballot signatures to get on the ballot in all 50 states plus D.C. Uh, I think that it's very inspiring that many people are running. The reasons we don't hear about them is because the current two-party system really the uniparty the one-party uh, system it, it, they create these flaws electoral flaws like gerrymandering flawed voting machines we have the worst voting method you could possibly have singular vote uh, the list goes on and along, on, and on, Electoral College, the closed presidential debates. And so here at Free and Equal Elections, we're here to help get accountable candidates elected across the political spectrum. We have a big mission ahead, and we are hosting our second presidential debate, Free and Equal Elections. is hosting its second presidential debate this February 29th at the Chelsea Television Studios in New York City, the home of The Daily Show, Jon Stewart. So it's a very cool venue and a, a high-level production team that we're working with.
1: Are you going to get John Stewart to show up? You better. <laughs>
4: Eventually, that's the goal. He has been invited. Come our on. yeah, our executive producer, Kevin Sandberg, has worked with John for 20 years. So we've sent him an invitation, as well as Joe Rogan, Tucker Carlson, Oliver Stone. We have some interest there. So uh, I saw on your uh, radio TNT the Julian Assange, you know the censorship, and uh, we are going to hit the uh, have the hard-hitting questions. Uh, my hope is to bring in Edward Snowden to have a pre-recorded video to talk about. Uh, Do the candidates that have been invited support pardoning Assange, Snowden? I mean, we're we're really going to address the issues that the people want to hear. And by by the way, 330,000 people voted on our on our blockchain app to vote the top six candidates uh, into our debate. Well, seven candidates. We opened it up to seven. Robert F. Kinney Jr. was the seventh on the list that was voted in
1: and you got cornell west in there he was the only candidate i saw i guess i certainly didn't know there was 1500 people running for president so i'm sure there's many that were for ceasefire uh and but cornell west was the you know most popular one that kept uh espousing a ceasefire agenda which surprises me that there aren't more 100 peace candidates running for president that that elevate to sort of a high consideration place does that surprise you did it surprise you that kennedy went so sort of hard to the paint for israel and 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 not uh calling for sort of a humanitarian relief for the people in palestine
4: he has been coming out more outspoken about palestine recently but yeah i mean on on the other end if you look at jfk and uh what happened to him and the family line I don't know. It's it's a little bit, it definitely caught me off guard. But on the other end, if he didn't come out in support of Israel, I, I'm not sure he would be in a very safe place, especially with the fact that Biden administration, he has really no security. He has to hire a private security firm to protect him, which is probably better, uh, I would say, than the government uh, and safer. Uh, so, it, yeah, it's, it, I am. But my role at Free and Equal Elections is to bring these candidates together to express why they have the viewpoints that they have. Cornell mm-hmm. West, Bill Stein, and uh, many others, Claudia, Jasmine, Lars, uh, Chase, the Libertarian Parties, the Unicorn Party, the Socialist Party, Independence have um, Robert F. Kennedy, Dr. Jill Stein, Green Party, have all been invited to this debate. And so uh, here at Free and Equal Elections, we support more voices, more choices, and we're in a mindset that there's no problems, only solutions. And as we bring Love about it. those nations we see the system using words and you know against you and other outspoken thought leaders of anti this and conspiracy theorists and these are just these are labels that are used to take away our power and the art to be able to think about things and we see right through that free and equal elections
1: hey so in your debate one one thing rogan always brings up is uh i guess i should call him joe Rogan. (laughs) but anyway like one thing rogan always brings up is uh uh um that that these debates need to have longer conversations what you were just saying reminded me of this like people need to be able to spread out and really go deep into their ideas not talk in these like 30 second sound bites and it's like where the you know sort of the conductor of the debate is going time 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 back to the other guy you know what i mean like Let them talk for five minute stretches and let the debates go on for three hours or four hours long. I mean, is that the type of energy you're bringing to it or is it more traditional?
4: Oh, I would say traditional in the sense that we're using and have always for 15 years free and equal elections has been hosting presidential debates. Since 2008, 2012, Larry King and I co-moderated together, reaching tens of millions. And we have always used what's called the cumulative format, which is created by the legal Women Voters in the early 70s, uh, before their debates were stolen by them, uh, From the commission by the commission on presidential debates. So the format we use is a two minute opening, two minute closing. Um, We allow each candidate to take turn, to respond, take turns, that is, to respond two minutes to each question. And they can have a a one minute rebuttal or or an expansion. If there's a topic they're really passionate about, they can expand on that or have a dialogue back and forth, but not interrupt one another. So this is not a spotlight for the moderators. This is of like the words and what I've learned from mentors from the Martin Luther. King to, to listen to these candidates and to really dive deep into their ideas. And we're not here to attack one another. We're here to learn and respect no matter how different the ideas are. The candidates thus far for 15 years have always respected and been kind towards one another because truly love is going to win. Compassion is going to win. And we have to have this exchange of ideas in order to bring about the solutions for our, our country and, and our nation and our world.
1: Well, so you guys do do the the pretty big time limit restriction. Then I wish they would stretch them out a little bit longer because I feel like you could, I don't know, it would catch people into like seriously what, what they really thought because it's so easy for political discourse to sort of, ch- you know, sort of dodge things in within time limitations. You could just sort of say a bunch of stuff that doesn't really mean anything and then your time's up and you sort of get out of it. Whereas if you you have all the time in the world to complete an idea, you can't really duck so easily.
4: You know, when you do a TV debate, there's typically a two hour limitation and you have four to six candidates so that there's that balance. But the long-term solution is that the blockchain app, the 330,000 people that voted in these candidates ranked twice voting, uh, there's a bigger vision. Uh, we're going beyond our beta version into in the future. We'll list every candidate running for office that's in office. And I'll have videos of each candidate that can go. Let's say there's a topic of question at our debates that we only have two minutes to respond to. Over time, we'll plug five, 10 minute longer expansions of their ideas and questions into that blockchain app, uh, which will inspire more people to run, give them the tools to run, click to support a candidate, click to learn how to get on the ballots. So it's going to come bear with me, but for the debates to stay in the kind of mainstream, our de- democratic debate we had a couple of weeks ago, a month ago in New York, we're going to the same venue, Chelsea Television Studios. The production level was higher than CNN, even people within CNN said the, the level was higher than that. So there's a balance of having that commercial ad and all, but the format does engage way more conversation between the candidates, but I agree with you. It's never enough. And that blockchain app will support that in the future. I can assure you that.
1: So uh, do you think that there's any danger that there won't be an election at all in 2024? I mean, the serious conspiracy theorists among us sort of think that there's going to be, you know, sort of catastrophic events and chaos ensuing and wars breaking out to prevent there being any kind of um, real election at all. And and, and unless they can thwart Trump completely, they'll make sure to uh, make it impossible for him to get in. And then you get Biden, who just seems to be coming unglued. And I mean, what, what do you think is going to happen and who who do you think will ultimately win and who do you want to win? Or you, do you not openly discuss that kind of stuff?
4: I have insight. I have a petitioning company you mentioned called Free and Equal Inc. at the opening that's gathered, coordinated over millions of signatures to get Canis on the ballot. And we've been recently hired by Robert F. Kennedy's super PAC, American Values, 2024 American Values. So I'm helping get Kennedy on the ballot in several states or even more. And many may know that the DNC has tried to or will try to sue I don't think they will prevail their case is very weak and uh what the pack is doing is right for electoral issues. So I have been inquiried by uh team members within the Trump campaign at one point in time to see what it would take like for him to get on the ballot as an independent. I was even inquired the first time I reached out to by Trump's campaign when he first ran for president as an independent. Is there concern within the campaign that he may strategically be jailed at the time that the convention happens for the RNC? Absolutely. Uh, Have they told us that they think he or that he will be jailed? Yes. So let's see what happens. I do think it is favored and very much so for Biden to win. Uh, However, in order for a candidate like Kennedy, Cornell West, any of the candidates that are part of our debates, third parties, independents, to truly have a free and equal chance of winning, they're going to need an independent movement to help them to cross the finish line, uh, to be able to not only get on the ballot in all 50 states plus D.C., which I did for independent Ralph Nader in 2008, starting at zero ballot lines, and I over and saw his entire ballot drive. And so I've successfully, successfully done it in the past. I'm confident and will do my best with my role within Kennedy, Uh, but candidates like Kennedy are going to need an independent movement and a mainstream presidential debate platform in order to win. So anything's possible, but without that independent movement, I think it is very much uh, uh, predetermined for Biden to win. And uh, we can some can many have ideas that the election was taken from Trump. But let's go further back. Let's go to Dr. Ron Paul and Ross Perot. And uh, you can go way back into history. This is not the first time that we've had electoral issues and flaws. All the more re- reason to fix it. And it's it's really it's it seems like it's going to be a lot of hard work. But really? When an idea comes, nothing's going to get in its way. The new paradigm shift is here. And uh, I am excited to be a, a, a part of that and independent media like yourself to support a platform like this is very much appreciated.
1: Thank you for coming on, Christina Tobin. Please tell everyone where to find you.
4: Thank you. You can go to free and equal, equal.org, donate today. It's the people that are making this debate happen. Thank you so much, Joseph, for all the work that you do and TNT Radio.
1: Thanks, Christina. And the debate is February 29th in New York City. I wish I was going to be there, but I will not be there. But you should be there and keep listening to TNT. We'll be right back after these words.